Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata, a coach for women and the creator of the Transformations with Jane mastermind. So here we are. If you're listening to this, it'll be March and we're already in March. Wow, this year is flying by, isn't it? Yeah, already spring and here in Sweden. So, you know, if you're not in Sweden, um, if you're back in Japan or somewhere else in the world, let me just update you on what it's like here. So um, it's finally yesterday we had the first snow of the winter and it's <laughs> like winter's pretty much finished um, at the end, like officially at the end of February, right? So yesterday was the first snow and it was beautiful. It was lovely. We had big fluffy flakes falling and then and then um, in the afternoon, my kids got all soaking wet and, you know, cold. And I had this mountain of <laughs> dirty, wet outdoor wear. Because in Sweden, the kids are already always dressed to go, like, play in the snow. Um, just any day of the week anyway. So my kids came home and they were, sat, like, completely wet and, and all of that. And it was lovely. But then I just sort of thought, yeah, thanks a lot, Winter. <laughs> that was great. See you next year. <laughs> One day was enough. Um, yeah, because we're just not used to it because it, it's been so warm this year and a lot more rainy than snowy. And now it's actually light. So, um, the you know, in different parts of the world, it doesn't get light. Um, you know, like it, the the way that the, 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 the time that where it gets light in the morning changes, um, the speed at which it changes is different depending on when you are in the world. And up here, it's really fast. Like it wasn't that long ago, it was pitch black at 3.30. And now it's like still light at five o'clock at night. And so that's a huge um, transition that we've been through in just a very short time. So yeah, it's really quite sort of amazing to wake up in, in the morning and say, oh, it's already light outside. It will go outside to go to school in the morning. And it used to be pitch black and now it's like full daylight. So yeah, it's that's really, really interesting. And this morning I met one of my lovely friends on the way to the tram and she said, isn't it wonderful that it's so light now? I just feel different. And it, it was, yeah, I can see how the darkness really does get to people um, up here year after year, <laughs> especially towards the end of the winter. So this is something that, you know, this is our first winter here in Sweden. So yeah, we are learning about how to be in the winter and what it's like. So yeah, nearly through our first one. Don't want to say that yet. Like you, you're apparently not allowed to talk about spring <laughs> just in case it uh, goes away again. So that's what's happening here in uh, Sweden with the weather going into the start of spring. I cannot wait to spend more time outside in the beautiful, comfortable spring and uh, summer weather. That's definitely something I'm looking forward to and um, not something you can do so easily in Japan, that's for sure. So today, what do I have for you? Well, I wanted to talk to you today about something that happened recently and just sort of share with you what happened and, you know, how we just really don't know how things are going to work out. And But if we do, as I always say, if we do trust and just sort of follow the thread, amazing things can happen. So yesterday, 
um, I actually presented a workshop here for the first time. And it was um, a workshop that I put on for the parents of children who go to my children's school. And because my children go to a, you know, an international school here, there were so many different nationalities in the room. We had people from Brazil. We had people from uh, Russia. We had people from India, uh, Japan, Italy, uh, Belgium, like you name it. <laughs> there was all sorts of people in the room. We had Canada, or you know, uh, England, Australia, a real kind of United Nations all together in one room. And, you know, using the common language of English, we, I presented this uh, workshop. And the workshop was how to create your own life in Gothenburg. And I know that a lot of, the, um, a lot of people here were struggling with that because I've been hearing about it and talking to just other parents in the morning or after school. And, yeah, I could just feel that a lot of people felt like they weren't living their best life here, um, even though, you know, things are okay. They had somewhere to live. They had a job. They had food. They had money. Um, but they weren't potentially living their best life. So I decided to go ahead and ask to create this workshop. And I wasn't sure if I'd be allowed or, you know, if it was okay. And a lot of it was also giving myself permission to actually do the workshop because I've just got here myself, right? Like, what do I know about Gothenburg? I've been here for four months, but I think you can insert whatever city you live in in the world, be it Gothenburg or where I was living, Iwaki, Fukushima before, or, um, you know, where my, my family lives in New Zealand on the west coast of New Zealand. Insert whatever city you are, wherever you are in the world, um, you can be unhappy anywhere, right? <laughs> it's pretty much the same sorts of ideas, the same ways of thinking that are going to help in wherever you are in the world. So since I um, have been through this before and, you know, came out the other side, what I would say successfully, <laughs> um, I thought I have to share this information with uh, the people here who I can see right in front of my face need this right now. So as you know, we lived in Fukushima for, well, I lived there for 17 years and almost exactly nine years ago. It's been, yeah, like March 11th, 2011 was the day when my world just collapsed. Yeah. Um, that was the day when the this massive earthquake started, uh, set off a tsunami and which set off a nuclear disaster, which all happened in my backyard. I like to say my backyard, but not exactly my backyard, but very, very close to where, to my home. And I found myself in the middle of the worst natural disaster, natural and man-made disaster in history, I think. Um, so, and particularly in Japan's history anyway. And I just felt like, oh my God, why me? You know, <laughs> why is this happening to me? This is so unfair um, for all the reasons, you know, we just built our house, you know, I'm, I'm having a baby because I was pregnant at that time. I, um, yeah, I just felt, you know, of course I didn't lose my house a lot, unlike a lot of people who their homes were either washed away or contaminated with radiation. 
But at that time, I didn't know that I that that was going to happen. At the time, we thought we would lose everything. We thought we'd have to leave. My husband would lose his job. We'd lose our house because of the um, nuclear disaster. And, you know, for a good six months, I couldn't go home to my own house. Um, I had to have my baby in another country, which was luckily it was my country. But, um, you know, my husband didn't make it there on time because, um, he, yeah, he had to travel all the way from Japan for her due date and she arrived a little bit early. <laughs> so he did, he wasn't there for her for her birth. You know, all these things happened. I had, um, you know, I had all these things planned for you know, you know, a baby, when a baby comes, they have, you know, somewhere to sleep and all this. I had nothing. All I had was the clothes I was standing up in and, you know, another two changes of clothes. That was all I had. I had nothing for a baby. I had, um, you know, I just, luckily I was in, in New Zealand where I could get those things, but all of my preparations were gone. Um, yeah, it was an incredibly stressful time. That was, yeah, almost exactly nine years ago. And now my daughter who was uh, unborn at that was not quite born at that time is now nearly nine years old so a lot of water under the bridge but you know these kinds of things happen to us yeah and it's not our fault there's nothing you can do about it it's only for us to experience and somehow get through to the other side and learn from what comes from that experience no matter how crappy it is right um, so this happened exactly nine years ago and it was the worst thing that's one of, well, one of the worst things. It was probably one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. And somehow I'm still here. Sometimes, somehow I'm still keeping on going. So that actually that, you know, horrible, stressful, you know, very drawn out um, experience showed me that actually you can be okay. Um, you know, you can, you can survive things that happened and, you can get on with your life. You can pick yourself up. You can um, overcome fear. You can overcome anxiety about the world. And I remember living with a huge amount of anxiety for years after that. I used to travel, you know, I used to drive around with my passport in my handbag and my like a spare change of clothes and things in the back of my car just in case we had to evacuate and leave Fukushima again because perhaps the cleanup had gone wrong and something had happened and you know we had to leave um you know for years I lived like that ready to to leave and ready to run away from that and that created a lot of anxiety that's for sure so yeah there's a <laughs> so what I what I want to say about that is that whatever you're experiencing now we there is a way through to the other side and you'll get there eventually. And for, for people who like uh, the people who attended my um, workshop the other day, you know, this will get better too. So let's, um, let's do what we can and let's take responsibility for our part in this, which, you know, is to take responsibility for your thoughts, feelings, and actions so it took me a long time to realize it was actually my, my um, responsibility to do that. Um, I blamed lots of things on, I blamed it on Fukushima, I blamed it on Japan, I blamed it on my husband that, you know, I wasn't happy. Whereas, you know, and of course I needed time to process that event, what happened and all of that. And even thinking about it now, 
um, I know I've processed a lot of it because I, I don't go back into feeling the same levels of anxiousness or fear just by talking about it to you. Whereas that wasn't that long ago and I would still find my heart racing and um, things like that if I tried to talk to people about it or people ask me about it, <clears throat> but not anymore. So taking, I started taking uh, responsibility. I started yeah, taking responsibility for my actions at first and then I realized that actually it's your thoughts that dictate your feelings, that dictate your actions. So um, if I'm thinking, oh, I hate this place, then I'm going to feel bad and then I'm going to act or not act. So I'm going to sit on the couch and feel sorry for myself and eat a whole bag of potato chips. Whereas if I think, oh, I love I love this place, wherever it might be, even if it's not necessarily true in the moment, um, if I, I love this place, then I'm going to feel better and then I'm going to do something that's going to take me on a different, more positive path than if I let myself think negative thoughts. So you might be thinking, oh, well, aren't I allowed to have a negative thought? <laughs> we totally are allowed to have negative thoughts. But it's good to notice just how many you're having and where you're like potentially playing the victim here, whereas you could be taking responsibility and doing something. So sometimes that can be really painful to when really uncomfortable to realize oh, actually, and I've, I've mentioned this in other episodes, actually I'm the problem here because I'm pretty sure in my life, 99% of it was me. <laughs> I was the problem. And it's really hard to, to just sort of own up to that, own it and then move on. So we're going to, I'm going to own it and move on. And yeah, so at my workshop uh, yesterday with the, the lovely parents who were brave enough to come along. Uh, we talked about this, about taking responsibility for your actions and for just doing something here. It doesn't matter that you're in Gothenburg. It doesn't matter that you're not in your home country. It doesn't matter that, um, you know, you might feel like you're behind. You might feel like, oh, everybody else is further along in their careers than me. Um, everybody else is you know, thinner than me, has more money than me, has a better apartment than me. I noticed myself having um, house envy the other day. People were talking about their, their houses and um, someone was talking about sea views and the other one was talking about the forest or the lake next to it. And I was like, wow, <laughs> I, I don't have that. And then I thought, no, no, that's, that's you know, <laughs> you don't need to do that. Like that is abundance. That just shows you that there is abundance. And let's just um, enjoy that somebody has a beautiful sea view and hope they invite you to go and enjoy it too maybe um, yeah let's enjoy and and know that there's abundance that um, another friend has a wonderful forest near their house yeah so yeah noticing that those thoughts and um, moving moving towards action rather than um, getting stuck and not doing anything. So we, I just mentioned, yeah, when you uh, comparing yourself, yeah, it's comparisonitis and we get stuck when we start doing comparisonitis. Everybody's further ahead of me. Um, everybody's, you know, their kids are better than my kids or whatever, you know, comparing things does not work. So we talked about that you are 
exactly where you need to be. You are not any further ahead or any further behind. You are where you need to be. And we talked about how when we work from that place, even if we don't believe it at first, we can just keep reminding ourselves we are where we need to be. We're exactly where I need to be that we can actually take action from that place. Whereas when we're in the comparisonitis, when we're comparing ourselves to others, we cannot. Um, We get stuck. We don't do anything. We just give up. We think it's not worth it. Or we make bad choices. We make short-term choices. Um, Oh, I need to improve my career, so I'm going to take this job that's right in front of me instead of maybe extending my radar, looking a little bit further around and, and opening my perspective to to perhaps create something uh, even better yeah how many times have you done that yeah I've done it when I'm feeling like um, I'm not enough I'm not good enough okay I'll just take this thing that's right in front of me because it's a short-term answer to make me feel better and to make me feel like I'm actually improving myself so in the workshop we we talked about creating our ideal day in the future and what that looks like. And I've done this um, with, you've done this a lot of times with different groups and it's a great first um, sort of jumping off point to just help you um, start to imagine and start to dream because a lot of us don't even let ourselves think or dream about what could be possible for us, right? Because of course it's not possible because look at my reality, look at where I live or look at who my husband is, look at how much money we have in the bank. That's your current reality. And if you make decisions from that, you're going to make short-term decisions that don't serve you. So yeah, we, we did a little exercise where everyone was given time to just to just sit and write if they had everything they wanted in their life and this was, you know, three to five years or even maybe a little bit further in advance, what would they be doing, you know, in this perfect day in their life? So it's not like the best day of your life. This is how do I spend um, a day in my dream future? So, for example, we talked about what time would you get up if you Um, could get up at any time you know this is your dream future you're allowed to get up at any time you want what time are you getting up in the morning from to what time you're going to bed what what did you eat for dinner who cooked it who was there with you what kind of work did you do during the day did you work at all um what were you doing or was the money just rolling into your bank account through your um investments you know um some people you know maybe they were doing volunteer work maybe they weren't getting paid for their work but it didn't matter you know this is your dream dream future a day in your dream future and how did you spend it and the thing about that is it it takes you out of now takes you out away from your reality and it puts you into somewhere where maybe you can't even see how it's possible to get there that can be really scary but you've actually taken the first step towards creating it by just imagining it and, you know, people might say, well, that's woo-woo and oh, you have to work hard to get what you want. And yeah, that's, we are not, um, we don't have to worry so much about the how. But if we do not have a direction, then who knows where you end up, yeah? 
<laughs> so it's better to have our direction than no direction. And then even if you take one teeny weeny action, like um, like the action is I'm, I'm just going to do yoga in the morning, which was some of, you know, some people said, I'm just going to, I just really, I'm going to start exercising more. I'm just, I'm just going to do that. Um, that is going to take you in a different direction than if you didn't do it, right? So it's a tiny correction in the scheme of things in your whole life. But over the period of two or three or four years, you're going to end up in a completely different place by having started making, for example, making yoga a part of your morning routine. So we talked about these teeny tiny corrections or actions that we can make and the boat that is our life will end up in a different, completely different, more, um, you know, satisfying direction and uh, place in the future. And I know that a lot of people got a lot of solace from this. Like they, they were just, they were relieved. They were like, I don't have to go and do anything huge. I can just start here where I am. I can start where I, you know, where I am right now. And actually, and I said to them, you know, I'm not here to give you answers today because all the answers are within you. And they are. The answers are not out there on Pinterest or Instagram. They're not, you know, this guru or that guru saying things. Pretty much all the answers are in you. And it's giving yourself a chance to actually just stop and stop that inner chatter and listen, listen carefully for what is what is that what it is that you you really might want. And I say might because you really don't know at this point. How can you know? You've you may have never done some of the things that you've written in your in your dream day in the future. And so I encourage people to look at what they've written and to just start doing a few things that are in there. Like, and I often like often people write about um, some kind of exercise that they're doing, or um, that maybe they're swimming at the beach. And I'm like, well, how often do you swim? And they're like, do you like swimming? They're like, yeah, I love swimming. And then they're like, oh, why don't I swim more often? Like, I love swimming. It should be something I'm doing. And they're not doing the things that they love that they could be. And this is where we need to start with those things that are doable now. So some people mentioned maybe swimming more, um, doing yoga more, going to nature to walk more, um, you know, rather than just walking in the city, but making it a little more of an effort to get to nature to walk because that's what they really wanted. And when you've done those things, then you're more likely to take another positive step for yourself, whatever that might be towards your dream day in the future yeah so um some things that I wrote uh three years ago when I first did this exercise are happening you know like um when when I was told that we're well, not told but when my husband mentioned that you know perhaps we might have to move to Sweden would you be open to the idea um at first I was like hell no my my life is here in Japan I love Japan Japan loves me I'm, I don't want to leave like and then I was like, hang on a minute. Oh, this is what I've actually been creating is this um, business that I can do from anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter that I'm in Sweden. And this is part of the, the dream that I had and that I wrote about three years ago is that I was able to work from anywhere in the world. And part of that 
was um, the part of the dream day is that I get my computer and I take it to my favorite cafe by the water and I spend two hours drinking amazing coffee and doing some writing, which is part of my work. And I'm in, you know, obviously somewhere where, you know, it's not Japan in that, in that dream day. Yeah? It may be New Zealand. It could even be here in Sweden. But um, it certainly wasn't where I was living in Fukushima, <laughs> that's for sure. So um, I had already created something there, you know, and here's the opportunity to test that out and to improve on it. So, um, yeah, be careful what you wish for. And this is something I also said in our workshop was be careful what you write down because it just might happen, yeah? You might just get it. And, yeah, what, what an amazing um, thing that will be when it comes to you. So I wanted to share with... I wanted to share those things with you today because I know, especially here in Sweden, some people said they couldn't come. So if they listen to this episode, they will get a little bit of a, a review about what happened. But I asked the participants um, to give me some feedback for um, from, you know, what was the, the biggest takeaways that they had from our, um, from our workshop together. And so what they said was that, you know, going along to a workshop like that gave them just so much confidence and solace that they weren't the only ones who were having these thoughts. They weren't the only ones who were experiencing these feelings, um, worries um, or insecurities, yeah, about even if about living in another country or about life in general. And, you know, not all of the people who were there were, you know, people who unwillingly came to live here. You know, like some of them were like, yeah, let's go. Sounds great. Some people chose it. and But they were confused. You know, why am I not enjoying this more? I chose this life. Yeah, so it was a great, it was a great chance for people to share in that respect. And, you know, there are positive things and negative things about living in another country. So um, everyone could share those feelings, that's for sure. Um, another person said that, you know, creating a meaningful life is just about a lot of a series of small steps. It doesn't have to be huge changes or, you know, you don't have to like, you know, flip everything upside down to get a meaningful life. And that's exactly what it's about. So, yeah, I'm so glad that people got something out of out of the workshop more than that yeah so I'm looking forward to doing more things like this in the future and and it was uh, re not reassuring but I thought it was good to know that um that I could help as well I could see that I can help so um yeah here's to more things like that happening in the future so from you know the takeaways from today is don't let circumstances or assumptions put you off from giving something a go and you know I could have said to myself I'm not going to do this workshop because I've only been here four months in Gothenburg what do I know about living in Gothenburg <laughs> um, you know I could have like just put the brakes on it before it even got started but I decided not to let that um, the story that I'd made up because it's just a story stop me from putting on this workshop and and it was a great success. And who knows how many lives were changed for the better just from me 
you know, doing this workshop because that's what happens. You know, when you, when you do something like this, you change lives for the better. Yeah. So go out there give yourself a chance to, to change some lives in your way, whatever it is that you're doing. So that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed that little <laughs> rambling session of mine. And I will see you again next week. I'm looking forward to bringing you some more interviews. Like I said, I have been struggling with the, um, <laughs> with the recordings. And, you know, I haven't scheduled any in the week. And then it's been quite quiet in my apartment. <laughs> but you just never know when this random banging and drilling is going to start up again. So... <laughs> I'm just going with the flow and you know today I had something to tell you about so I'm really glad I, that there is a chance for you to hear about this in the near future you know you don't have to wait months for this to come through because I've already pre-recorded all the episodes or anything this is recorded live or not live but um you know it's up-to-date information so that's awesome okay so go out there do that thing I want to hear about it let me know on Instagram I'm at Jane Nakata or on um, Facebook, you can get me at Transformations with Jane, and I'd love to hear how you have maybe stepped out there and tried something that you were thinking about, or maybe you've taken a tiny step that's going to lead you in a completely different direction. Okay, have a good week, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.